Welcome to Core Parenting Conversations with Kaylee. My name is Kaylee Kukla, and I've spent the last decade supporting children and families with challenging behaviors. As a mom of two, I appreciate how overwhelming and exhausting parenthood can often be. So I'm taking all of my book knowledge and combining it with real life experiences to change the dialogue around parenting. We'll have powerful conversations that always include practical tips so you can walk away feeling inspired and empowered to make simple yet impactful changes in your family's life. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to another Core Parenting Conversation. Today's guest is someone I actually reached out to for help for me. And once I learned about her methodology and her philosophy and all of the science she uses, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to share this with my people. So that's exactly what I'm doing today. Her name is Kristen Cunningham, and she's a board-certified nurse practitioner who specializes in root cause treatment of complex acne cases. She earned her undergraduate degree from Johns Hopkins University and her master's degree from Georgetown University. In her early 30s, she went through a difficult divorce, which caused tremendous emotional stress. As she struggled under the pressure of being a single mom of three small children, she began experiencing adult acne and persistent digestive problems. She soon became disillusioned with the ineffective, expensive skin care cluttering her vanity and the harsh medications that characterized traditional acne management. She was sure that there was a link between her stress. Here's where you guys come in, okay? The stress and our nervous system and the acne she was determined to try and heal. After spending months studying the root cause of acne and applying a holistic approach, she was able to heal her acne. She saw the need for more awareness of this holistic model and started the Instagram page at the acne in P, the underscore acne underscore in P on Instagram. She soon drew attention from thousands of followers, which is how I found her, who wanted to understand the root causes of acne for themselves. She currently works full-time teaching people how to clear their skin through comprehensive holistic approaches. And she lives in Durham, North Carolina with her husband and her three school-age children. I'm so excited because y'all, she's going to talk about holistic ways to help regulate our nervous system and decrease stress. You do not want to miss this. It's literally changed so much about my daily routine and my stress management systems. So let's dive in to this core parenting conversation. Well, hello, Kristen, and welcome to Core Parenting Conversations. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited for this conversation. Yeah. So I think I always like to hear people's story because you have such a cool niche on Instagram. That's where I found you. And immediately your messaging resonated so deeply with me and I, I identified how it really overlaps with my own work and what I do. And so I always like to hear the story behind it because I think the story is where the overlap really lies between health, nutrition, and parenting. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Well, 
I guess if I'll just share a little bit so people can kind of hear what, where my background is. So I'm a mom. I have three kids. They're now 11, nine, and seven. And, you know, I had them young. So like in my mid twenties, I had them all really close together. And then I went through a really terrible divorce. So I found myself, I was actually pregnant with my third child and my husband left. And so I went through this terrible kind of divorce and I was really feeling that, that struggle of being a single mom and having the pressure of, you know, making men's ends meet. And um, at that time I was just a nurse. So I went back to become a nurse practitioner. So now I'm a board certified nurse practitioner. And, you know, that's how I kind of jumped into this role of being a healthcare provider. And after a few years working in conventional medicine, I actually started to get acne myself. And that is my niche now is acne. And as I struggled through my own acne journey, I was just learning so much about how we can treat holistic, treat our bodies holistically and not just be dependent on medications. And so that's where I just decided to start sharing on Instagram. And now I get to teach hundreds of women about how to heal their bodies. And it's really interesting because I do focus on skin, but really I would say 90% of the things that I do and talk about are more related to balancing our blood sugar, healing our gut, you know, actually calming our nervous system is a huge portion of healing. So there's just so many different amazing directions and so many ways to nourish and optimize our health without being reliant on medications just to maintain our health. So that's kind of how I got here today. So the listener understands I reached out personally to Kristen because I have struggled with acne now since about one year postpartum with my second. And I've been on a holistic kind of like treasure hunt trying to figure out what can I do because I've lived a holistic lifestyle for 10 plus years. And I knew that, you know, topical stuff was just a band-aid onto what was going on. And I was just kind of at a roadblock. And when I reached out to Kristen, I expected the nutrition stuff, the supplement stuff, the nutrition. But when she started talking about balancing my nervous system, I was like, whoa, wait a second. This is much more intertwined with the work that I do. And honestly, I've been doing the program for three weeks now. It's brought a whole nother layer to the healing journey, right? I talk so much about the healing journey and different practices that I've done in the past or I currently do. And this has just become another layer. And those two big things were the balancing the blood sugar that we talked about and some of the grounding homework and gentle physical activity homework that you gave me. So talk a little bit. You can pick whichever one you want to go into first, the balancing the blood sugar or let's call it the grounding practices. But where does that overlap yet with the health and the parenting for you? Where have you seen it overlap? So first, I think it's so fascinating that we're kind of coming towards the middle. We're each coming from two different kind of perspectives and we're seeing where the middle ground is because I'm coming from more of a nutritional supplement standpoint and I'm learning more and more about the emotional component of healing. And you're kind of more in the emotional side and learning more about how that overlaps with our physical daily habits and actions and the nutrition and all of that. So I think that's fascinating. And I'm just so happy to incorporate more of the emotional side into my practice as I learn more and more. But yeah, so balancing, let's start with balancing blood sugar. So 
balancing blood sugar is one of those things that you don't really ever think about your blood sugar unless you're someone with diabetes or you know some type of condition where you're needing to pay attention. But most of us just careen through our lives, not even thinking about how our foods impact our blood sugar. And one thing I'll just say is that whenever we eat a food, I like to think of food as a messenger. And I grew up in the 90s and my mom was always on these different diets in the 90s and it was all about counting calories. And so the framework that I grew up thinking about food with is calories. Like, okay, whatever was a low calorie food was serving me what was not, you know, then you went through the whole like low fat phase and the, you know, then the Atkins phase, there's all these different diets, but I was never thinking about it as how I was treating my blood sugar and what that even meant. And as I started to struggle through my own acne journey, I began to learn about how our blood sugar impacts all the other systems in our body. So you might be familiar with, you know, when you eat a maybe a high glucose meal, sugar, fruit, you know that our blood sugar rises, but you don't see or you don't hear about that hidden insulin spike. So insulin is the hormone that's made by the pancreas to bring down our blood sugar. And our body likes all of our links to be in homeostasis all the time. So it always wants to quickly bring down our blood sugar or it will raise our blood sugar by releasing stored glucose from the liver. Always wants to keep our blood sugar in a very narrow range. And that serves our body, keeps our body at peace and it keeps our energy even and actually really impacts our hormones. So if you're someone who has a lot of trouble with like PMS, you struggle with that week before your period where you're either breaking out or you're having really painful periods or you're mood swings and all of those sorts of things, you want to start paying attention to your blood sugar throughout the month because when your blood sugar is swinging all around throughout the day, it's stressful on your body. That's almost like another workout for your body. It's creating stress in your body. Your body's constantly having to fight to get back to that homeostasis. And then that negatively impacts our progesterone, our estrogen, things that need to stay in balance as well. So that's kind of a little bit of a background, but you might be thinking, how do you balance? How do you balance your blood sugar? And one of the things I tell people is just to start thinking about your breakfast. And, you know, sometimes our grandmothers were right and they breakfast, I believe, is the most important meal, but maybe not for the reason you traditionally thought it is because um, when in the morning, your cortisol, your cortisol is that hormone that wakes you up. It's the reason you might actually wake up before your alarm because your cortisol is spiking and that has a circadian rhythm to it. But that cortisol spikes in the morning, that wakes you up, but it also makes you more sensitive to blood sugar. So if you eat a piece of bread first thing in the morning, your blood sugar is going to spike higher than it would if you ate that same piece of bread in the afternoon. So in the morning, we want to be very gentle and gentle to our blood sugar so that we don't create a huge spike in the morning, right? When our cortisol is also making us more sensitive. I knew cortisol was higher in the morning. I knew that was the hormone that woke us up. I did not know it made us more sensitive to the blood sugar spikes. And then what is the traditional breakfast, at least in the US, right? It's going to be cereal, toast. I don't know what else, <laughs> you know, like oh, all yeah. of these high sugar, high glucose meals. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest kind of quote mistakes, if you want to call that, but is that people are eating like these huge oatmeal bowls in the morning with lots of fruit and that to them is considered healthy, but it's actually creating this blood sugar spike in the morning. And then you get this afternoon crash. 
And I think you can make a, an oatmeal bowl, like you can make it more protein and more fat to make it more gentle on your blood sugar. But if you just think of a traditional, say, oats with some brown sugar and raisins, that's going to be a very high glucose spike right first thing in the morning. Also in the morning, your stomach is empty. So whatever you put into an empty stomach is going to absorb very quickly and just hit your blood sugar really quickly. That first meal of the day, I encourage, I kind of give people a challenge to try to eat at least four or five meals out of the week, a more savory meal. And if you're a busy mom and you don't have time to cook a whole breakfast, you can just warm up some leftovers from the night before, or you can do a quick omelet, or you can just prep something before. But I think that can just be a really nice way to see how your blood sugar, you know, see the difference between starting the day with high glucose and starting the day with more even glucose. Another little tip I have, I have a bunch of little tips, but um, is thinking about eating meat in the morning. So like you said, culturally, we eat a grain rich breakfast and then eating meat is usually at dinner. So we eat like our steak at dinner. But even if you just try sometimes flipping that around where you're, you're having maybe some meat in the morning, like a steak or even, you know, something hearty in the morning, you'll be amazed after, you know, after you give your body a few days to adjust, like how even your blood sugar is the rest of the day. My husband was so excited when he read that part. I, ha- I like pulled out, you know, certain parts of the plan that you sent me. He was like, steak and eggs for breakfast. <laughs> and I was like, heck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, we didn't, we didn't do steak and eggs much to his chagrin. You know, it was, is a frittata because I think one of the big things, and I actually just did uh, recorded a podcast about how difficult transitions are. And I mean, you have three kids like that morning hustle to get the kids out the door is some days it feels impossible, but you know, making one frittata in a pan and slicing it up and then that's it. You're done. And honestly, I usually try and make sure I have an extra serving of it because sometimes that's lunch too. (laughs) Oh my gosh. When you're a mom, you have to really figure out ways. And when I was, you know, a single mom for many years, I was really, you know, I had to get really creative. I used a lot of like frozen vegetables. I used a lot of things like sweet potatoes and avocados where you just like bake it once or you bake the sweet potato and you just pull them out throughout the week or avocados. You don't do anything, (laughs) just cut them up. Yeah. You really can be creative and learning how to save money too on a more healthy diet. That's another, there's lots of little tips I have for that as well. But I think it's just so worth it to, when you start feeling the difference in your body and then also with your kids, let's talk about the kids when their blood sugar is balanced, then they are so much happier and you can see it immediately. Like when you're at the birthday party and all the kids are on sugar, how different they act than when they're calm and their blood sugar is even. And so that is a a really amazing thing to provide for kids as well. I think that a lot of times too, like the after school, this is a really common question or topic, conversation topic for me right now is the after school meltdowns and letdowns, so to speak. And some of that is just from, you know, they're at home, they're letting it loose, like they're back in their safe place. Another part of that could be, you know, if they've eaten light at school? Because I don't know, my kids don't eat as much at school. Like they're distracted, they're busy, they're time restricted a lot of times for lunch or snack time or whatever. So sometimes my child, you know, he won't eat something in his lunchbox and simply he ran out of time. So 
I try and really pack in and I have to get really creative too. It's difficult with nut allergies oh, yeah. mm-hmm. because we can't pack nuts, any type like butter or nutcrackers or anything like that in his lunchbox. So we have to get really creative with other fats and proteins in his lunchbox so that what he does get is nutrient dense and then try and get that protein as soon as he gets back in the car to avoid that blood sugar bottom out that usually, I kid you not, I could clock it three thirty four o'clock. It's in an R family. We have a code word for it. That's how before working with you, like that's how sensitive my blood sugar was. We call it code purple in my family because it's past <laughs> code red. Code red is like the emergency drill, right? Now we're on code purple. So it means right now you have to get some food. Me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. No, I mean, that's the, one of the most common things I see with my acne clients is that they're all struggling with those cravings, like hangry feelings, and then for sweets right after you eat. And that's something I, I was like a sugar addict for many till probably my, I was 30. And I just couldn't believe that once I got a hold of that blood sugar cycle, how I didn't think about dessert, like after every meal. And that's just such a, an amazing feeling to not have to be like fighting those cravings all the time. Connection before correction is a cornerstone practice of gentle parenting. When I first started coaching parents to do this, I quickly realized that most parents struggle to find enough connection, enough time while juggling all the children, activities, responsibilities, all the things. How do I find the time while getting them out the door to school or rushing home to cook dinner and get to bed on time? That's when I realized that parents needed help embedding high power connection activities throughout all the routines, literally to transform the way they interact while getting their children dressed, bathed, eating, or loading up in the car. Enter the Get Silly Challenge, a seven-day program designed to help you deeply connect with your child through fun, laughter, and simple, simple, y'all, simple, silly games. These aren't things you will have to add to your to-do list because None of us need that. (laughs) They will transform your to-do list and your relationship with your child. Increase connection and decrease power struggles is what I'm all about here, beginning September 25th. You can register today or learn more at www.kayleekukla.com backslash get silly or just head to the show notes for the link. Now back to this core parenting conversation. So I talk a lot about with moms and we can, I think this overlaps or segues very nicely into the grounding practices because I talk a lot with moms about our reactivity and how for me, a lot of times, you know, if I didn't realize something was out of whack, like my blood sugars, I was more reactive. I was less able to regulate myself or it took more work And the first morning I implemented your practices. So I delayed having coffee first thing in the morning, which y'all, that's not easy. Like coffee is my jam. I love, I love the taste of it. I love the whole ritual of it. I love everything about it. So I delayed it. I replaced it with other practices. I did the hearty protein and I felt so much peace and it was a Monday morning. So it's not like my household was peaceful. But I felt so much peace. I emailed Kristen. I was like, I felt drunk. 
I felt woozy. Like after you feel after you get a really good massage or zen out at yoga or something, that kind of level of peace, I was in total disbelief. I mean, that's how much my body reacted to what I was doing and how unaware I was of it. And then once I started implementing the differences, now it's been pretty steady. It's been three weeks. It's been pretty steady of feeling extremely grounded and as a result, more calm. Wow. Like just steadier as a mom. I talk so much about like soft front, strong back. So we want to be soft and compassionate towards our kids and also very confident and steady and predictable for them. So talk about this idea of grounding because I also did that that morning as I went and I walked outside barefoot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's a lot, a lot to unpack. I'll just share briefly about like our nervous system and I'm maybe your audience already is aware, but you know, we basically have two major sides of our nervous system, the kind of fight or flight, which is the sympathetic nervous system and the rest and digest or the healing side. And that's more of the, it's called the uh, sorry, parasympathetic side of the nervous system. And we, and we're kind of always on a sliding scale. All of us live throughout the day that we're going back and forth. It's not like black and white, like only one or only the other, but you're on the sliding scale. And I think that moms today who are hearing this should really just take a, a step back and see themselves in the context of history of our ancestors and how incredibly overstimulated we can become so quickly because of our modern technology, because of the fact that we open our emails and there's like, you know, opening your email, at least for me, feels like there's 20 people yelling at me all at once because I I sent my nervous system gets triggered pretty quickly. Oh, I need to do this for this person. This really, you know, and boom, your, your nervous system is in that fight or flight. And it's not that we're physically in danger. It's just that there's so many things that are quickly like, you know, asking for our attention. It's demands. I think this is what people miss, and especially for moms, is fight or flight and feeling that activation doesn't, that fight or flight, like that fear response doesn't mean there's actually some a threat coming at us like we would think of a lion, a bear, a tiger, but just the demands. And think about how many demands as parents we feel every single day from the time we open our eyes some days, most days. So yeah. yeah. And then you add on the technology piece and everything else. It's like, goodness gracious. Yeah. And now it's not just that. Well, your email is not just regulated to your office or to that corner. It's anywhere you are. You can be in your, in the car line, you know, boom, it's at you. And then, I mean, obviously the text and then all the other, I mean, there's, I could go on and on all the different things, but if you just think about even how our parents, our grandparents, that did not exist at all. I mean, that was all in the last 20 years that any of that was a reality and it's just coming to this frenetic pace. So just be okay with that context of, okay, it's okay to feel, I mean, it is normal to feel stressed or like in that fight or or triggered more towards that fight or flight because we haven't, as a society yet, learned how to put boundaries and manage that when we're, we're collectively learning that. And by trial and error and learning where our personal, like when do we feel like we're falling off the cliff and where, how do we get ourselves back on safe ground? That's just a a side note, but what we can do, what we need to be consciously doing is to be kind of shifting our nervous system out of that fight or flight and back to that calm grounded state. And first of all, you can't heal. You know, when I'm working with my clients to heal physically, 
your body is not going to be able to heal if you're always in that fight or flight state. And it's almost like, like they say, if your house is on fire, you're not going to be out mowing your grass or doing your dishes. Like <laughs> right. you, you're yeah. going to be dealing with that fire. And that's how our bodies, like their innate intelligence is not going to be working on healing when they feel like they need to survive something that's very like uh, scary at the moment, which could just be your email list. <laughs> but <laughs> That we want to be constantly like bringing awareness to when we might feel more stressed and more triggered and bringing it back down. And that obviously is going to be a great place to parent from that grounded state, as well as all the other, you know, things that, that we need to accomplish. But some of the things that I love to do. So even I was talking to you about how to ground because you live near the beach. So when you're walking barefoot on the earth, you're actually able to receive electrons from the earth are called free-flowing electrons, which neutralizes inflammation in your body. So your body has all these free radicals and they're, it's basically seeking an electron to calm that free radical. It makes it basically stabilizes it. And the earth, you're able to receive those electrons from the earth. So something like walking barefoot, even if at the beach is great, but even if you're just outside or even if you're swimming in water, you can ground, that will reduce inflammation, help you feel grounded. Other things, obviously, you might be, you know, meditating or yoga might be good for you. I personally, I do best when I'm going on a walk and I'm able just to like feel that rhythm of just walking. Other things are really to pay attention to your circadian rhythm. If you, you know, getting that morning sunlight, setting your circadian clock and so that your body is ready to be energized throughout the day and then ready to come down at night with that melatonin surge at night. Sometimes I tell people, hey, it might be fun to do with your kids. Once a week, just do candlelight. After the sun sets, just do candlelight and see how that calms you and how you, you feel so much more ready to sleep after getting more in tune with the natural rhythms. And again, if you take that context of our ancestors, like they were so tied in to the cycle of the sun, of the moon, of the weather, of the seasons. We can almost live in a, like a seasonless world because we have AC in the summer and then heat in the winter. We never are really in tune with those cycles of nature, which tend to really ground us and center us in the moment. You know, for me walking on the beach, it was really interesting. And I didn't make this connection until like a week after doing it. But I remember talking to my therapist about meditating. And I was like, which meditation app? This is my conversation. This is the type of person I'm like, check it off the list. Okay, I want to like do this. So I was like, I want to implement a meditation practice. So which meditation app is the best? And she was like, hold on, Kaylee, hold on. Why do you want to meditate? Is that how you want to meditate? She's like, that might not be the best method of meditation for you. She was like, what do you kind of lose yourself in? What do you kind of zone out doing or find yours in? Kristen, I couldn't think of one thing. My brain is so busy. Sign I need to meditate. So about a week after I started replacing some of my high interval training daily workouts with walking on the beach and I just replaced my workout time. So it was already in my schedule. Our family already has like a really good rhythm of divide and conquer to accommodate that practice. And I was walking on the beach and I was like, oh my gosh, shell finding. Since I was a child, because I grew up on these same beaches I'm walking, you know, now I grew up going to from the time I was three years old. Shell finding has always been 
one of my calming activities I've done ever since I was a child. And here I am now at 34 walking on the beach, just watching the shells as I walk by. I'm like, this is my meditation. Wow. It took me, I don't know, it's taken me two years to figure that out now since I had that original conversation. But it was just really interesting to me. And it was, I think, that has been just such a huge contributor to some of the peace and the decrease in reactivity has been finding that walking practice. That's amazing. I love that you're making it okay for people to find their own thing. That's that's amazing because I'm the same way. I think a lot of us who are type A yes. are just busy. <laughs> we have busy minds and it's really hard to just sit there and do nothing. But for me, I agree like the walking or just doing anything that's moving my body too helps me feel more restful than just sitting there absolutely doing nothing with my body. So everyone has their own thing that really feels really good to them. And that's, that's okay. It doesn't have to be the same as someone else. Yeah. Permission not to use the meditation app. And if you do, my friends have apps that they love and they've learned to meditate from those guided meditations. I think that's incredible, but it's more about the mindset that comes with the practice and it's supposed to be individual. You know, it doesn't have to fit a box that I was looking for to check off. (laughs) Absolutely. So I think overall, I wanted after I put your program into practice for a few days, really after a few days, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to share this with other moms because this is incredible. I thought I already had so many working pieces in place. And now this has taken it to the next level because it was just, it's so foundational. The blood sugar practice, having that high protein in the morning, having it before my coffee. So the coffee doesn't spike it like that. You know, so often as moms are like, well, let me just get that caffeine in. And then I run out the door instead of let me shovel this piece of frittata in my mouth and then I'll drink my coffee on the way. A simple shift made such a big difference. And then something as simple as walking a few days a week. What I love about those is that those are like free. Like it's not going to cost you a lot of money. I think people get really fixated on this, well, in my world, this skincare or this supplement. And I do use supplements. I think they're helpful, but those things can make the biggest difference and it's completely free. So I think that's amazing that you're using your platform to just share that encouragement with people. I think moms, especially now, we know how important it is to be this calm, confident leader, but also authentic because we can't always be calm all the time and our kids need to see authentic emotion. It's really important. But also it's not fun to be stuck in a state of reactivity all the time. And stress does that to us. And, you know, and I think we're coming out of a two-year time period that was extremely collectively very stressful. And we need to nourish our nervous systems a little bit more consciously. And so I just thought your practices are really practical, tangible ways for people to do that. So thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom and your time with us. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. And tell people if they want to find you, because I stumbled upon your work. I think the algorithm is listening (laughs) and you popped up and I kind of went down the rabbit hole of your content that day and contacted you that day. But if people want to find you and learn more about what you do, especially for acne support, if you're like me and you're 30 something years old and dealing with acne for the first time in your 30s, where can they find you? 
Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm the Acne NP. If you want to go to my website, it's kristencunninghamnp.com. So those are two ways to to learn about me right now. I'm doing one-on-one consultations and I'm also working, hopefully in a few weeks, I'll have my next, like a course put out, which is a little bit more of a self-study option. But yeah, you can certainly follow along on Instagram and I share lots of tips on there as well. Yeah. Great tips. All right, Kristen, thank you so much for being here. Have a great day. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. 